Hey, folks, Scott with Leading Edge Archery. Got a special guest in with us today. It's going to be kind of cool. We're going to talk some trash with him. Mr. Tate Morgan from Hoyt. How you doing, Tate? Good. How are you guys doing? Well, Bridger's going to come in sometime today, but he is on the phone with one of our illustrious customers trying to solve the archery world. So he'll be late. It's Anyways, okay. lots to talk about. We had a lot of tournaments. I, we've been going strong for, what, four weeks now? More than that. I think the last time we recorded was Foley. Yeah, but I mean, it's been psycho since then. Yeah. So got a lot of tournaments to cover, um, a lot of stuff going on in the archery world. We are midway through the target season. So this will be a target-centric podcast, but then we're going to talk elk hunting here in about another month. We'll have Tate maybe call in. He's from Montana, boy. He's got some great, great hunting stories from up there and we're talking to him about some of them kind of cool so um probably no secrets revealed though no hell no he killed a giant <laughs> last year how much did that bull measure uh he's 373 373 what a hammer his dad killed one is i don't know i kind of like him more no offense dude <laughs> your dad's bull was amazing he was 380 yeah right at 380 yeah it's amazing they killed two giants the story behind that bull he killed is pretty cool We'll have to have you on talk through that when we get closer to season. Which, by the way, we're going to have our Elk Training Camp Center a seminar will be July the 22nd. Oh, here at the shop on Saturday, 11 to 5. It's going to be pretty awesome. Um, free t-shirt with registration, free raffle for bow. I forget what else. We're going to serve lunch, all that fun stuff. Sweet. Go over everything that has to do with elk hunting. Yeah. Yeah, the last one you did was pretty cool. Yeah. You had a good yeah. turnout and had some good people. You know, it's kind of sucked, though, because we're not going to have any really good guests. I mean, Corey Jacobs was going to come down two years ago right before COVID, and we had Ryan Carter come in that year, and those guys are all going to be at Tech because mm -hmm. the Total Archery Challenge, I think, in Salt Lake City is going on that, that same weekend. weekend. Park City, yeah. So they're all going to be down there for that for that event, which is kind of cool. Which is kind of cool, though, because we had mixed in with all the target archery. We had the TAC event come here to San Antonio, mm -hmm. and um, that was huge. That play, that you've been to one of those? Uh, I shot one in. I shot the one in Big Sky, and then yeah. I've shot the one at uh, <clears throat> South Dakota. South Dakota. Uh, Terry Peak. Gotcha. Shot. So, what did you think of TAC Total Archery Challenge? I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Um, it's just a good time to get out and shoot bows with your buddies and yeah. make sure your hunting stuff's ready to roll. And I, it's like, it's just a, it's a super cool atmosphere. There's so many different things to do right. as far as like all the, like the novelty shoots and yeah. Yeah. I like it. I think as a, I guess because I'm a target guy and you're probably relate to this, not scoring or not having a competition. That's the weird thing. Weird. Like, I, don't, I don't, I don't like going it. there and like just shooting for fun. Exactly. But so, I mean, it's, it's a fun release. Like it's a, it's a break. Yeah. But we do stupid stuff. Like we backed up last year and shot Bigfoot at like 260 yards. We were actually trying to hit him in the nose, which was, <laughs> which was hilarious. I lost quite a few arrows in that one at 260. But Yeah. No, it, I mean, tack, from what I've done, even the one that we did out at, at the ranch, Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird when you're just sitting there with new people and they're they're just doing kill shots, right? They're yeah. like, yeah, I just oh, want to yeah. make sure my, my hunting stuff is good. And you're like, man, I want to, I want to just well, drill that 11 ring. They're their, <laughs> they are their own genre of archer now. There you, is, you've got target shooter. guys and then within target you got asa guys and dot shooters and then yep. you got you know the hunters of course and now you got the total archery challenge guys attack guys yeah it's kind of cool because they walk in here with their kuyu gear on well, they're their the crossfitters of the archery world 100 yeah, percent. they're right there with the, <laughs> the crossfitters exactly <laughs> it's a cult it is a cult <laughs> man i'll tell you what though they're killing it i think they had i heard over 2000 here in san antonio which is crazy. How do you know you're in a room with a tax shooter? He'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> a 
It's hilarious. We're not talking about them. No, no, no. It is fun, though. Yeah. Hey, so you cool. just got back from, uh, you started, what, uh, Arizona Cup four weeks ago? Yeah, we did Arizona, did uh, Gator Cup this last weekend. So Arizona was cool. It, was, uh, it wasn't as hot as we expected. Yeah. But it was windy. It yeah. was a little tricky out there. Um, that whole registration thing, there was over 800 shooters. Really? There was a ton of people. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, a ton of people. A lot of really high score shot. You know, everybody did really good. Yeah. Had you um, won, didn't you? Yeah, I shot not so good, but. Really? Still. Good enough to win? What, yeah, I did what I had to do. I had to go shoot a score to be able to get on the world team. Yeah. So, got that done. So, you got that done? Yeah. That's yeah. good. So, no, Arizona was, was awesome. It was good seeing a lot of people that you don't normally see at those shoots. I mean, Kyle Douglas was out there. Really? Yeah. How'd he do? He did great. He qualified first or second, or second, I think. Yeah. That's cool. I didn't know he shot that stuff. So, no, and it's always it's always cool people watching and watching the older guys shoot. Always fun sitting behind Tim and watching Tim shoot. No, you never Gillingham? know what you're going to get yeah. with that. Oh <laughs> I shot with him in Menden. That was a, a joy. Yeah. Love shooting with Tim. Yeah, it was a good time. So, yeah. <laughs> it's always a good time. So, yeah, Gillingham. Arizona was was interesting um got done with that went to florida and florida killed me it was just hot dude it was stupid hot and humid so i lived there for like seven years and yeah. there's a rule you know kind of like in the fishing that came out of the best fishing industry of course and we decided a long time ago like 20 years ago you don't fish florida past march because it's just hot yeah. it's miserable you're spending you know eight hours a day out there three straight days and including you know registration and everything out 10 12 hours and this is brutal mm -hmm. so we got smart we fished there january and february almost exclusively you know you got a chance of getting a cold front but a cold front in florida is 65 degrees and it's still Correct. pretty pretty nice out. yeah and it was so we were getting thunderstorms every night morning you know the field so the humidity's off the charts yeah fields soaking wet in the morning you yeah. get all that fog and then right around 10 30 11 o'clock bob comes out and there's no cloud in the sky and yeah it's just hot so um i got to hang out with with everybody else i took courtney out there to the uh, world team trials so got to hang out with everybody and watch them shoot the trials that was really good all the guys did fantastic i mean from texas we had dakota taylor out there yeah he did uh, he was top finisher in in head-to-head uh, -head no shit yep yeah, he won the majority of those, but he didn't have enough points based on qualification scores to make the team. You gotta be kidding! Yeah, he's not yeah, happy. It sucked. That I mean, sucks. he was he was happy for doing well that well. Shot. Yeah, yeah, for doing yeah. so good. So, I mean, with everybody shooting over seven hundred in qualification, he had one day where he shot like a six ninety six, and that I heard kind of held him back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody else watching everybody do those one. Sawyer Sullivan shot good, didn't he? That kid is ridiculous. Yeah, he's ridiculous yeah. too. He's unconscious. Yeah, Sawyer was was hilarious though. He was freaking out the whole time. I mean, he was a nervous wreck. Why? Just I don't know. Just trying to do good. Um, and his uh, his spring broke on his hamski rest <laughs> right in the middle of a shot. So he just he drops that bow, runs to go grab his backup bow because there's no breakdowns in, in head to heads. Right. Got it set up and starts pounding again. I'm like, dude, you you were fine. You didn't you didn't have to freak out. You had plenty of time. But yeah, they did good. The girls did great as well. Alexis, uh, Olivia Dean, and Lika Ariel yeah. are going going to worlds. 
That's cool. So yeah, Alexa came out. Alexa, she hadn't been shooting much because of her degree. She's getting in nursing, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, she's got no school to worry about now. Yeah, that's cool. And it was cool because I, I told her, I said, look, if I pass out on the field, at least I know there's a nurse out here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Does Paige miss that? Paige? No. No. I don't think. No, she's having a lot more fun shooting the ASA stuff. Which, I mean, I am too because that's mainly what we used to shoot is all the FETA stuff. Right. Um, but the ASA tour is a lot more fun. Um, and it's not all based off of luck and chance in those exactly. in those matches i mean you could shoot a perfect score and have someone else shoot a perfect score and then you still bull shoot x's but they're just closer so it's like yeah it's kind of chance. a crap shoot so it it's is. chance yeah. but i mean and then the head-to-head stuff too you can be you know it sounds bad to say this but it's like you can you can and are the better archer in a lot of cases and still lose oh, yeah. because anybody can shoot 15 arrows good yep exactly. so it just yeah. comes down to 15 arrows where asa like you have to be on the entire the weekend yeah and then the best archer always wins exactly yeah that's very true well and one of the things that i've always said and it sucks about you know dot shooting as a whole you know, i've shot it for decades it seems like some old as dirt but you know there's once you start dropping points or a point you're done you're 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 in for a very expensive long practice at that point yeah there's especially no way, indoors yeah <laughs> yeah indoors like, is worse you go to vegas and you just spend the last six months yeah. busting trying to get there yeah. and mm-hmm. make everything perfect and you have everything perfect and then you make one bad shot and you miss you're like oh well that yeah. was you're done i'm done for the yeah, weekend exactly and it's cool because in asa you can always get that back hell i've seen guys shoot a nickel and come back and win tournaments you know if you get on a round of 12s and you start pounding and pounding and pounding them you can get back up on top so it was funny because i was shooting with Min, uh i'll shoot with gillingham on Friday at Minden shooting senior pro and man, he was shooting like crap. I mean, he was not having a good day. Matter of fact, I was beating him the first 10 targets was he was just losing his mind, <laughs> which I just loved. Um, ended up not shooting well. I think he was still, he still qualified somewhere on the board around six or something mm-hmm. and just bitching, you know, I'm not going to, I can't, I hate it when I'm not shooting good. I'm not going to come close to winning this damn thing. I, Gillingham, you'll be fine. You're going to get on a run tomorrow. You'll, you're, You'll be good. Don't worry about it. And look, he won the damn thing. Yeah. I texted him right away and said, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but that's what's cool about ASA because he theoretically was out of it Friday. I mean, he was shooting like dirt. Yeah. I think he ended up four up, you know, on the first day. Yeah. I think 18 was leading. And yeah, I mean, any other, out. any other format we shoot, you're done. Like if you're down, like even in field, like that's the nice thing about field now since they changed it to the X's, but like Redding, for example, because like we just shot Redding a right. couple weeks ago. Right. Like, you miss two or three on the first day or you're down three or four after day two, you're like, okay, well, realistically, I'm out now. Yeah, you are. Because yeah. Yeah, you can go through and clean the last day and then you're down, end up being four, five, six down or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you still shot really good. You right. didn't shoot bad, but there's nowhere to make ground up. You have to no. rely on other people missing. Exactly. Yeah. Where in like ASA, like you can go out and like, you're not going to get someone that's going to go clean a course. I mean, no. I'm, I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. Someone's going to have one of those you days. Think where that will happen? I think it'll happen eventually. I mean, we've had 60 up this year already. Yeah. And I think the cut's been 50 plus every single event. So, I mean, yeah. I feel like guys out there are getting this game figured out more and the competition's getting better. So it's just pushing everybody to exceed what they could previously do. And so what's the answer to that? We've talked about this much in your opinion. Is it backing up to 60? Yeah, I mean, I think backing up to 60 would change the game a lot. Um, Just because you wouldn't have the amount of, I mean, 
you look at it when guys go from shooting like K45 or the, and then they bump up five yards and look at what their scores do mm-hmm. from that f- five yard jump. Yeah. It's not the the max distance that changes the it's the, the majority. Average. It's the overall average that yeah. changes. So you step you step everybody back to where say we do a like known pro goes to sixty. Now the average of the course range isn't thirty eight to forty two yards. It's fifty four ish. So I mean, That's most like it's it's going to be a lot harder to get even like going to like bigger arrows. Like I know some guys are like oh the big arrows shoot better than the little arrows like my little arrows are way easier to get tuned and shoot yeah. than my big arrows. Right. So, well, it's funny you say that. Cause I seen last two years, I've more guys shooting 27s and known pro than I've, I've never seen it before. That Which that just blows me away. Cause it blows like, me away. I tried it. I mean, yeah. I was trying to get every advantage I could when I first started. <laughs> right. wouldn't, I was like, cause the first year I shot 23s and I shot 25s. The 25s didn't shoot that great for me. The first time I'd like first arrow makeup I built on them. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll just go back to the 23s. Cause those things pounded. Yeah. And then, I was like, well, like I saw Perkins shooting 27s, like Jeff Rainey was shooting 27s one year and like Remington was shooting 27s. And I'm like, dude, all these guys are shooting 27s. Like Justin Hanna, I'm like, they're shooting good scores with them. Like it is achievable with those arrows. So like, let's just try it. And dude, I tried everything to get those arrows to shoot and no. So you know what's crazy? I noticed (laughs) because the guys you just named for, for example, most of them boys are over 29 and a half inches in draw length. I think that is a key. If you can get over that 29 and a half and keep that arrow long, I think you're getting more forgiveness out of that shaft because you're going to, you know, they'll cut it around 30 inches, maybe leave it out there. Jesse's not shooting 27, so. He has. He tried one. He, he tried, tried for he a couple times. And, and I don't think they work. Really yeah, I don't think they shot that great for him because he's back to, I think he's shooting 25s now. Yeah. 25s or 23s. I think he bounces back and forth. Yeah. I don't know. We've talked about the game and how it is. It seems to be getting, getting perceived easier. But uh, and you know we've talked about what is the what is the game changer to change that? Because I think people are just getting better. I don't think the game's getting any easier. The game hasn't changed, and, equipment's getting, and equipment's getting better. So right. I think that is just making the whole games seem easier from an outsider perspective. Yeah, exactly. Bridgers in. Hi guys, welcome to the Leading Edge Archery Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, fun talking to your favorite guy out there. Oh, he's fine. He's, he's nice. Yeah. It's hard, it, it's hard to get mad at somebody that wants that's enthusiastic about archery. Yeah, no, I'm just messing with you. He's a good guy, but no, it's his. But I agree with you. I think the equipment's getting better. I think guys are getting better at practicing more. I think you just got more guys that are just God. There's some hammers out there now. Yeah. yeah but I tell you what's scary is that I know from our own guys who who went pro in the last two or three years, they somewhat get discouraged because they're like, man, I got to I've got to shoot more than half of these suckers to even get in the ballpark. You know, and yeah, like I mean, you said, you, you look at it, somebody lay down. Yeah, you look at it like two years ago, even maybe three years ago. Like if you shot forty up, you were making almost every, every shoot down. Forty to forty two, forty four, you were making almost every shoot yeah, down. And 40, now like forty barely get you in. Forty won't get you. Forty in. won't get 40, you in. Forty might get you top twenty five. Yeah, yeah, you might make you might make your money back at forty. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, you, forty used to be the benchmark. Yeah, like man, if I can get if I can shoot forty up this weekend, I'll make a make a shoot down. And now, pfft, yeah. Oh, I had an okay weekend. Thanks for donating. Yeah. yeah. You might might win the re-up if you shoot bad enough the first day (laughs) and then shoot a killer score the second day and hit 40. You might win the re-up money. Shit, dude. The re-up used to be like, oh, man, I finished like four up today. Well, at least I'll be at the top of the re-up. Now it's like, I think every one this year has been 14. Mm -hmm. 14 14 up for the halfway point. For the halfway point in our class. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I I shot a a five in Foley on one arrow. So 
I was 15 up after the first day and I was leading the re-up. Yeah. So yeah, I was 15. Yeah, I was 15 and fully. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, this, but it is. It's getting crazy good. I mean, the guys are getting incredible and we're we're talking about, you know, at Arizona, you know, the dot shooting you. There's just once you miss, you're out, you know, there's, you're not, you oh, can't yeah. stay in it. I mean, God, man. And oddly enough, you know, like I, we talked about having to shoot at 3D targets all the time to be able to be, you know, have target recognition and be good at shooting that. I ain't shot, I went and shot Arizona and that was the first one I'd shot, first feed I'd shot since uh, A&M. A&M in 19. And damn, I got my ass kicked. Yeah. I am not good at that stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is funny. I think, we I had a conversation with something with somebody. It it's probably scenario based because, dude, you came over to the house and we shot at night. Yeah, we shot, night, there shot at night like, with spotlights and you shot like a fifty six. Yeah, I shot like a seven twelve or something. Yeah, like I mean I know I can shoot it, but I don't. Anytime it's you, different. it's it's different. A I mean it's a tournament, so it's different. But yeah, shooting in the wind and you know that's most of it is figuring out you know just having the correct shot process in the wind. Yeah, exactly. And you know on three D we. Hey, we don't deal with it that much. And, you know, it's just a different type of aiming. Yeah. I always couldn't. That's why I quit shooting the dots a long time ago because I don't like aiming not at my target. Yeah. It drives me crazy. And I'm short enough and I don't seem to shoot near fast enough. It's a problem for me. Well, and the scores, back to the scores again, they're getting ridiculous. It's just like you're talking about being 50 up and whatnot. And they say the first World Cup in Turkey, you look at the scores, you go down like, there was like, 50 down from yeah, over 40 50 of them was over 700. Yeah. Well, hell, and it used to be, what was it? Three years ago. Cause they world archery posted a little graph or whatever. Like three years ago, there was one woman in uh, Turkey that shot over 700 and 13 men. And this year there was 13 women that shot over 700 and like 40 men. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, I mean, it's archery everywhere. Everybody's getting better. Yeah. scores are going up which i mean but that happens in every sport too when people start excelling and it grows in popularity and the talent pool starts getting bigger like you look at like look at ufc ronda rousey used to be unstoppable yeah, only exactly. human being or only woman that could that could win a fight like right. just unbelievably great athlete and, and then nunez came in and just yeah holly came in and beat her and then you know this the talent pool started getting bigger people started getting better and better and better you know, now you got Nunez and hell Nunez, Nunez for the longest time was yeah. unbeatable. And yeah, she, she got beat in her, she got beat in her last match. So, yeah. I mean, shit like that, shit like that happens in, in every sport. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. So anyways, after that, after Arizona, where'd you, where'd we head to after that? Uh, Minden. 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 Yeah, that was Minden. Minden, yeah. Minden, then Redding. Yeah. Who uh, won Minden? I can't remember. In pro? No. Curtis. Curtis. Broad, yeah. Broad, 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 yeah. Next one. That's right. He won and then uh, we, you, so say we could talk weird. we could talk about arrow calls. That'd be a fun one. <laughs> Were they tough? Oh, you didn't watch it? No. I didn't see it. On camera, they did not look there was a couple arrows that didn't look like they were what they scored on camera. Really? That said, like I'll, I'll be the first to go to bat for somebody called arrows. Like a, if it's close, like I'm all for giving the archer the benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't think any, I don't think any judge should be walking up to an arrow looking for a way to call it out. Agree. So I'm all for them. You know, like if they can't decide or if it's close enough to where like, man, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm all for them giving to it. I'd rather a guy get a point than not get it. 
but there were a couple of them that were a little interesting looking on camera. <laughs> and but I mean, they can look totally different on like in person, especially yeah. them. You know, they're taking hitting them, hitting them with the light. Like right. you hit that thing. I'm sure. I'm sure you've watched a Proctor Tate mm-hmm. hit a hit a uh, an arrow with a like a 500 awesome. lumen flashlight. And it dude, changes the that, entire look of that arrow. Dude, that line goes from being an eighth of an inch thick to like half an half inch. An inch thick. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like the biggest thing that I've had to like try to grasp and come to terms with is like switching from the target stuff yeah. more in my past to shooting like all the ASA stuff now as well as the target stuff still. And man, some of those guys the way they call arrows i'm just oh, like dude, it's an, i'm it's just weird. gonna sit back here and write scores because yeah. we're just gonna be yelling at each other yeah, all day because yeah that arrow i don't care what you say is there's no way even so, physically possible that that arrow's in you know some guys i mean I, i'll call them out because i don't give a shit with Gill, like with gillingham i mean he was awesome shooting with because i had two 12s and i was winning at the time i was beating them i think at the time <laughs> yeah and uh i shot two 12s that were they were there I thought, you know, he called him out right away. I mean, it was like, you know, he walks up and it's just boom out, you know, 10. Okay. You know, and then I'll be damned. He shot one of them high side, eight, 10 liners, mm-hmm. you know, right, right of the upper 12. And I got down there and looked, I'm, it's a freaking eight. I'm keeping score. So I can't say anything. He goes down there. Oh yeah. I'm in there. It's a 10. Really? <laughs> I wanted to stop and say, so you called two of mine out just like that broski. But it's, you know, it's Gillingham. You're not going to argue with him because you know how it is. I mean, you're, gonna you're not going to argue with him. I'm not arguing with him because he'll <laughs> you're just not, I will. <laughs> God dang, I just didn't feel like dealing with him that day. So even some of the guys I've shot with, I mean, the first year I shot, it was, I was shooting with Sam Wolthice in Paris. It was like the second ASA I'd ever shot. And the first day I rolled up to the stake, we're divvying out scorecards or whatever to figure out like the order, the shuffle and he looks at me and he's like, you are not calling a single arrow today. You're writing. And I'm like, <laughs> exactly. sounds good. <laughs> I swear, I, I'm used to score guy too because I just don't like getting in arguments. It's not well, that. I mean, it's important. But it's well, it's important. like some guys, they look at it and they're like, well, yeah, it's 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 pulling the line towards zero. So it's in. I'm like, just because it's pulling doesn't mean it's in. Like, oh, it's still got to be touching. So I, I have said this and I, I don't know if it even needs to be brought up, but I've said this since the beginning. The easiest way to remove because I agree with you, there are some arrows that are, they're literally a quarter inch out and they do suck that line in. Oh yeah, I've had them. So theoretically, that is not a 12 or a 10, whatever you want, whatever that line is. Um, they need to go to interior. The interior line is, is, is game over. You're done. Like if you don't cut or touch the interior, because there's two lines there. You've mm-hmm. got the outer and the inner when the when the press thing gets mm-hmm. you know burned in there. You go to inner line calls and this whole thing's over. I mean, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You're still going to, you'll still move it a little bit but because, because it's a foam, but not as near as bad as the no. outside. I mean, I've seen like, I've always said like, man, if you're going to get any love on any targets, it's going to be the black ones. Oh yeah. Like those targets black. move so, so far. far. Yes. Dude, they used to be the, the, what was it? The Wolverine the first year they had that when they had that super soft foam. Like oh, yeah. if you hit it in the insert. Yeah. <laughs> You, you would pull the line. The line. Yeah. I held because anytime they had the the textured ones, because it was the it was a Wolverine and the uh, the, the Audad, Audad or the Audad. The Audad was really textured because yeah. they put the little hair the hairline like the hairlines in yeah. it. Anytime they're textured like that, because there's so much more surface area on it, there's so much more foam for that yeah. thing to pull. Because then, like you know, you say a black target, like the the black boar, like it doesn't pull lines at all. But that thing is like smooth glass, as glass. Smooth glass. Yeah. yeah. The turkey no has all texture. the riffles from all yeah. the feather lines. Yeah. Yep. And Same sh- thing. you could shoot a half shaft up IBO 
And if you're on the connector side of the upper or the lower, like mm-hmm. you have a very good chance of that yeah. arrow being in, even with a 23. Oh, and if some guys are scuffing, you know, I'm sure you've seen that. I've seen a lot of guys. I tried it. Arrow. I actually pulled less. Really? I took 80 grit sandpaper. You sand scuffed pa- this way. I did. Not, not I took 80, I took 80, 80 grit sandpaper and ran it like wrapped it around it the around. front six inches of the Shit, arrow. If they're going to do that, I'm going to get that flex seal tape. I'm going to stick that <laughs> stuff on there. Then I'm going to rip the tape off because that thought, residue doesn't come off. <laughs> I thought about putting freaking skateboard tape on there. I was like, man, if I could, just put the say, first, just the first inch so it doesn't yeah, hit your blade. Exactly. Just call her good. Yeah. Just put glue on it and drop a little sand. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can do that just, too. Just, I don't know. I just think this should go interior lines because those line calls, some of them are just brutal. God, I mean, so bad. I mean, it's not like in the two like in the in the regular shoot portion of it. Yeah, you have more like the integrity of the archer comes into play more more so. But like when you're in those shoot offs, like you have no control. So it's like it's you don't. It's nothing to blame Curtis for or anything nope. for those. It's like it's completely at his ends. I mean, if if I'm standing there and I shoot narrow and it's the difference between fifteen and fifteen thousand dollars or a goose egg for the weekend then right. they call my arrow 15 like i'm not going to complain about it hell no but i mean i'm also gonna look back and be like Whew, got a lucky one on that one yeah, boy. yeah i mean you <laughs> can you it, i don't think there's anything wrong with saying like wow got away with that or whatever like i mean it's unfortunate i don't know about unfortunately but it's just part of the game it is part of the game That's like the difference between it's a catch and it wasn't a catch yeah yeah i mean Joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but I still I mean, think Des Bryant's catch was a catch. It was not. <laughs> wasn't a catch. That was a catch. You got two Packers fans here, bro. That thing <laughs> that was, a was a catch. Did not <laughs> maintain nope. possession. Mm, come on. When the, the ball, ground. when he hits the ground and the ball goes, <laughs> not possession. But okay, we talk about like pulling airlines or getting arrow calls and stuff in a shoot off. Like that'd be like a, a if you're golfing on, say you're playing TPC Sawgrass and you're golfing or taking your tee shot onto the 17th green. And you fucking hit it short, and that sucker hits the front wood boards, bounces clear over to the other side of the green, bounces mm-hmm. off the other boards, and rolls back and lands two stays two feet from the hole. Like in all reality, like guy made a bad shot, right? And should have been out of bounds. You know, Kurt. You know, I don't know if Curtis made a bad shot, but you know, yeah, we can for sake of argument, we can say that arrow should have been an eight, but it wasn't. Like I mean, just like that 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 ball should have been in the water, but it wasn't. It ended right. up two feet from the hole, and they get a birdie on on that. Right. You know, Curtis's arrow was close enough to the fourteen to pull the line enough to convince them that it was touching the line, so he got a fourteen out of it. Like exactly. I mean, it's just it's part of the game. Right. You know, and we can we can argue about what should be changed to make the integrity of it better and all that. But I, I mean, other than other than uh, uh you know, like groups calling arrows certain ways. And stuff if you got a group of good old boys that are you know because we see that a lot here i'll call mine in and you call and mine local, in type of thing yeah like, yeah really? i mean that's more on the local side of stuff and yeah. I'm, but i'm sure it happens on on tour well and there's also you know as well as i do there are guys that are hard callers we don't know who they are and guys that are hard callers and, and guys that are easy callers, easy callers and guys exactly. that are hard callers on everybody else's arrows Except and for theirs. on theirs <laughs> exactly yeah, everybody's got that stigma. Just for dang sure, which, you're trying to figure it out after a while. Which I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dog a guy for fighting for his arrow calls. I, I think it's crazy that nobody, like, you know, if you, if your arrow is close, that people just stand and stand five feet from the target and don't even get yeah. down and try and convince somebody. Like the first thing I do if I got a close arrow is I fucking go and lobby for that shit. Yeah. Like I'm gonna hell yeah I'm gonna try and convince you to give me that arrow call or not give me the arrow call but I'm gonna try and tell you why I think it's in right yeah if I, I if I, I think it's in I'm gonna try I'll try everything I can to get it but if I go down there and look at it and like I mean you get down and look at it and you're like man like it's 
It's close. Yeah, not, if it's, you, it's not there. Like right. it's close, but it's not there. Yeah, like there's then only like, so much. It's like, only so much you can do, and it's yeah. like. It's, and then they ask you, they're like, "Well, oh, are you sure you don't?" Or like indoors, for instance, because we get line you, judges, things like that. We can actually call for a judge in indoors, and it's like, they're like, "You're not going to call a judge on that." I'm like, "No, it's if I, I missed. I'm gonna, I'm going to look like an idiot if that judge comes over I mean, here, and then everybody else walks over and looks at it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well that's a fake 900 because yeah, the judge I mean, called it in. It was this far th- out. It's like if I have one that I think is going to be close, or like man, you know, like the right judge, the right situation, looks at it at the right angle, like." You know, there's a possibility of it getting called in. Like, I don't have any issue with a guy calling a judge. Like, I've done it plenty of times. Yeah. Hell, in match play, I'm sure you've done it. I've had it happen to me numerous times, and I've done it to other guys where, you know, you're one point, one point difference, and it's a difference. The between, target's a little messed up yeah, or whatever. It's, between, it can be how another arch, how another eyeball interprets the yeah, line. I mean, it, it could be how you look at the target, or you know, if you're one point away from the guy, say you need you need that ten to win, or you need that ten to tie. Or you need his arrow to be a nine. Like I I'll tell a story because I I know Sullivan doesn't give a shit. But I was shooting against Sullivan in Bangkok one year, Matt, and he had one that was real close. I'm like, man, you know, the target was eating up enough. It was, you know, it could kind of go either way. So I'm like, man, I'm let's like I'm gonna get a judge on that. I'm gonna call you out on it. And judge came over and ended up calling him out, and we went to a one arrow shoot off, and I shot like a fat, fat nine. So, I mean, karma, karma got me in the end, but I mean, I've had the same, but I've had the same thing happen to me too. Yeah. I remember shooting, shooting us open one year at nationals and I was shooting against uh Hauser mm-hmm. and we were shooting those stupid plastic targets and I had one curl away from the arrow. So you could see the yellow, but you know, it was pushed away. And if the line went straight, I thought it would have been there and David called it out brought the judge over she called it out and we went to a one arrow shoot off so i mean it's it's part of the game i mean i think I it's think the ones it's that fine. are blatantly out yeah i mean if you got that, an arrow that's quarter inch off and you know if you're shooting 3d back when we had proctor call and you got one that's quarter inch off and a guy's like oh i'm gonna use my proctor call it's like a, i mean i'm fine with a guy using their proctor call in that situation like yeah go ahead and get that shit out of the way like the like the pulling the line and things like that like because it does happen the target does move yeah. And the way the rules are written, like we're fo- you're following the rules, right? But the ones when the target gets so shot up that you can't oh, tell, right. and the and the twelve line actually rips away from the other half of the twelve line, oh, yeah. And you have a guy that shoots one like damn near dead center IBO, and the target is ripped, and that twelve line disappears into the hole that your arrows in, yeah. And they call the proctor calls it a twelve, or like the group calls it a twelve because you can't definitively call it out or definitively see where it is or isn't touching the 12 line and yeah. it's going into the hole that your arrows in so it's like theoretically it's touching the line yeah I those mean, are the ones that i'm like you're really okay with that arrow being called a 12 when you <laughs> damn well know you shot an ibo and yeah. you missed well and, and it's like that's where like the personal integrity like the see, to as me, a person like comes from it's like god like how are you okay with that being called in i know it's the rules but i see i'd be more upset i'm i would be more upset with uh, like Delta McKenzie on that side of it. Cause well, like, no, dude, or well, even the, even ASA not replacing the core. Yeah. Not replacing like the core. Yeah. But dude, how many, how many blemish targets have we shot at this year? Oh, horrible. I don't think have I've shot almost a, we fully first tar, first day of the target, first day of the course on the, on Friday, mm-hmm. I walk up and it was, I think our, it was an antelope target. We, we had our first target on and there was like 15 holes in the white. Yeah. Scattered why, around. I'm like, dude, we're, why we're we? shooting at a pro level tournament for $20,000. And we're shooting completely target. shit targets. Yeah. 
used ones or like the even the, the second day was horrible in Foley. Yeah, because I mean, because everybody Cause the they seniors the, they and the, women uh, shot that the first day. And oh, they, yeah, had the, uh, they did the team shoot the on team it. Shoot mm-hmm. on they it. were short. They were short ranges to begin with, like yeah. average of like thirty three yards. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we're pounding the twelve pro in known pro. Like it was such a short course. Oh my lord. Yeah, day one. was that, that day, day two, two and Foley. Yeah, day yeah, two was, was way short, easier than day one. Short, I mean, day short. one wasn't even hard. It was just like an average of like 38, 40 maybe. But yeah, day two was like a 34-yard average <laughs> yeah. at I mean, best. I don't know. I don't know how many targets I've shot at this year. Like in the, for some reason this year, it's all the brown ones. Like the hyena, coyote, the lynx. The leopard. Uh, the leopard. And God, there's another brown one. The couple deer I've seen it on, but like the darker shaded brown ones, I don't know if they're having an issue with getting the the last coat or whatever you call it, like the outside portion of the foam. Like they'll be all like they'll be like air bubbles and shit inside the like the ten line. The, the bear is the worst the bear, one I've seen. Yeah, the ten line will be like a half inch wide because uh, when they go to burn it in or I don't know what part it's of the manufacturing even, process even saw it's the, doing it. But. In, uh, in Benning, the, the, where the seam line is that goes like yeah, a 45. The, the coyotes have all been like, like they'll have half like, inch of foam hanging out from the, the seam. Or the one line will be coming in here and then the other side on like the one o'clock side will come around to the top and it'll be like a full line width off above or below the other yeah, 12 they, lines. Like they don't even connect, they don't even connect together. They're like a full oh, line wow. width apart. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, or the foam's like leaking out on the black <laughs> targets, black and a couple of the brown ones this year. But like where the the uh, when they're doing the insert and that mold comes together, the seam for the mold, like they'll have foam squeak, you know, oozing out of that, and they just leave it on there. Damn. But like ones that ha- the ones that have like the little air bubbles and stuff all around the line, and the line just gets completely distorted, and you can't see it, and there's not a single arrow hole in the target. Like I just. I, don't know. I mean, I know obviously somebody's paying for those targets. ASA is paying for the targets, but man, like we, you get, you'd think we'd at least get the best batch of inserts for our class. Yeah, for, for all for class. the pro classes. Yeah, for the, yeah the pro classes should have the best inserts just because there's more money on the line. And that's exactly. the only part of the target we hit. So, like, I, I don't yeah. know. That's crazy. No, I agree with that. I, I, I find it weird that we have, you know, we're shooting for the amount of money we do, which I mean, at the end of the day, compared to other pro sports, isn't, you know, Pennies. an exuberant amount of money, but still like we're throwing 20 to 25 grand out in a, you know, in the men's professional divisions, 15 to 20 in the women's, depending on what your contingency plan is like, God, that's a lot of fucking money to be shooting for and to be shooting at targets that are the same quality as your local 3d range like that's a lot of paper for shooting at shitty targets yeah i agree with that and not all of them are shitty i want to like just like dog on dog on asa with that but they're the only bad definitely shot at some bad ones this year the worst was definitely fully on the second day yeah trying to get i mean you're trying to make ground to get in the shoot off if you weren't at the top already i mean Mm -hmm. should i shot 28 or 30 up the second day and it's like one target specifically was there was a bl- uh, the bless buck. And normally we shoot that thing at freaking like Bombs. 49, 50 yeah. yards mm-hmm. max, like every single time. And it was at like 29 yards. Oh, Lordy. It was so shot up. There was a, the upper had like a hole completely augered out in the center of it. And the bottom was the same, but the hole in the bottom touched from the center of the lower all the way through the middle of the ibo yeah it, and i was like were, last on the co- last on the target 
three dudes stuffed it in the hole in the upper. I'm like, well, there's no room for it. And it's like, I'm like, okay, well, shit, I'll shoot the lower. I mean, there's a big hole to aim at. It's 29 yards, whatever. No problem. That thing fired completely inside out in there and it hit dead center in the lower and it kicked so hard. It went up into the center of the IBO Mm -hmm. and I shot a 10 on it. I'm like, that's dumb because that's not where my arrow hit. But yeah, that's what so it scored. Your point sitting in the twelve. Yeah, when arrow. my arrow yeah, was literally, hit, my arrow was sitting in the target like this. My knock yeah. was dude he, in his front shoulder. Yeah, he hit like he hit the lower twelve, and the back of his arrow swung up and hit into the ten. Because I think it was it, it was, was you, you and me, Jeff, Jeff and uh, uh, Tucker. Yeah, and the three of us, Tate was shooting last. Three of us pounded the upper, and Tate hit the lower, and its veins kicked up, and the back of his arrow hit ours. That's crazy, dude. That's so <laughs> hell. Like, like hit ours and was and above like them. almost above them. Yeah, it was like literally my knock was like above the back line in the deer in the target. So yeah. was the top was the that top eleven o'clock side of that twelve ring was oh gone? it was completely blown out like so, the, know, the whole the like whole top co- half the whole of it like not safe there. side so you could have connector argued, you could have argued that was a twelve because if that if yeah, that's it, one hole all the way even I mean, though it was laying in the IBO it wasn't it, it wasn't I mean it was literally, it, like I, his I was shaft trying to be was a smart in, ass I'm like hey you know like it, it's like there's a hole there like, you can't tell like, like I mean, his shaft uh, was like inside out IBO like it it wasn't like a twelve there was no getting there but the fact that that you know the targets we shot at were that tore up like it's not good. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure it's tough. Like, I mean, we've changed inserts in here. I can't imagine walking through that fucking course and oh, having to change 40 dude, inserts. I changed some couple, couple inserts on a target, couple targets back home. And you're this like, sucks. I got like two sawhorses sitting there and the deer there. And I'm sitting there with a sledgehammer and a piece of wood trying to <laughs> well, smack they, that thing out. Why we don't just like, just turn the targets around. Yeah. So I out there and shoot it, shoot at the other side. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they ain't quite as bad as the practice range when we're, you know, we, we ain't like, they ain't tore up so bad that we're shooting through them. Right. But so you can shoot at the other side and be fine. But I don't know. I either either different target, either different target setup, or I mean, shit, dude, I'd be fine with a arrow size restriction. Yeah. Because like shooting a twenty, shooting because what we got about eighty guys in the class. I would say fifty percent of them are shooting twenty sevens. Yeah, twenty five. Over fifty percent are shooting twenty five or larger. Yep. Like. Dude, I mean that shit tears up targets quick. That's yes, a does. that's a big fucking hole on it. Talk target. about dropping the scores or like well, saying we need thing. to bump the yardage or whatever. Yeah, give us an error restriction size. I Make got, everybody shoot a two four six diameter and then see yeah, what kind of I'd scores be, are shot. I mean, I, there would still be guys that throw out a giant score here and there, but it wouldn't be a consistent forty eight fifty plus to get I, the shoot off. I I bet I bet if you did like a two forty six where you had to shoot like a nineteen or you know a gold tip ultralight or a uh, Black Eagle Zombie Slayer or something mm-hmm. like that. Standard diameter carbon. Like I bet scores would only drop. The average score would probably only drop about like six to eight points max. What yeah, I, max, I think max. I think you would see like the like the top guy going into the top. shoot off would be like 42, 44 still. What if they put fourteen? I'd be more again? than that. Oh, shit, dude. It, well, it it would just it. I don't think the order of the the order of where you finish is not going to change. Just the gap between first place. And fifth place or first place and tenth place gonna is going to go from being a you know a six point gap to sixteen. Yeah, you're going to have a guy going into the last shoot off that is have a lead like Paige had in Benning, <laughs> yeah, where well, literally she had like a twenty four point lead or a thirty but, point lead or some crazy yeah, like that. The, I can't remember exactly. But the what week it was. later, the next week that guy's going to be five from the bottom exactly because he's going to be dunking on, like, oh, trying well, to dunk on fourteens. I miss just did that them. last week. I'm, I can do that again. Yeah, and well, I mean, it, I'm mean, funny. Th- like back to like the the 14 thing. Like when uh, the first year at OPA, OPA, I was just gonna say, literally, OPA. Joe, Joe, Joe Shaw, he tied his 14 card to his 
shoelace the second day because he's like, I'm shooting at all 14s because I have nothing else to lose. And I think exactly. he like one or two well, and, the, and then shot all fives and eights. Of, so it's the, like, of the five guys that made the shoot off, I think there was only one 14 that was shot at between those five guys. I know every OPA yeah. shoot off I made, I never shot at a 14 ring in the tournament. Mm-hmm. I shot at the, when I made it in 20, I shot at one. Cause I thought I wasn't going to make the shoot off. So I shot, I shot at the, the Turkey and Rod was standing behind me. Like he saw me shoot that arrow and I got, got done, shot the hundred yarder, turned around and I'm like, fuck yeah, I hit that one. I think I made it. And he's like, uh, you were like eight points into it. I don't you know why did the not fuck need you shot that. at that. You almost shot yourself out of it. <laughs> like on the, especially on the Turkey, you're like, you, Dude, you're that in thing it is like the size of a dime. It's a you, you could be a 16th of an off 16th of an inch off and you're like, yeah. you're off you're yeah off. you're out of it yeah that so. one was gnarly but i mean like opa is a great example because like like i said for the most part there's probably less than f- for all the years that we've had that the number of years that they had that however many years it was i bet between all the the shoot off guys at least in our class like there would be less than 514 shot at between all five guys throughout the weekend throughout regulation scoring i mean yeah. you're gonna get the guys like kyle and jimmy that are like the two most prolific punchers right now other than Tim, because Tim kind of paved the way for punchers. Right, yeah. Right, right. But like those guys that shoot the shot when the sight picture is where they want it in their brain, mm-hmm. like they're commanding it off of where their pin's at rather than just making like a clean back tension style shot, however right. you want to perceive back tension. Right. Um, those guys were are going to benefit 10 times more than your normal guys because like if I'm sitting there making a good, like a normal strong back tension style shot, aiming, letting the pin float around it, staring at what I want it to hit. I mean, if it breaks on a 3D target, you don't know exactly where you're aiming mm-hmm. for the most part anyways. Sometimes right. you can see lines depending on how your sight setup is or how good your eyes are. But like the guys that can, the guys that are punching like Kyle and Jimmy that have great, that have their sight pictures that are like, they can see every ring out to 40. Like it's not going to hurt them at all because that's how their bows are set up. That's how they're used to shooting if their pins in the middle of the 14 ring and they punch it, it's going to hit it. Yeah. So like those guys are going to, you'd see those guys go to like 70, 80 up in a weekend. <laughs> and then uh-huh. everybody else that's shooting normal is going to shoot a really good round, maybe yeah, hit a few 40. of them and shoot like 50 to 60. It's like, yeah. they're going in with like a potential 30, 40 point lead. Like you can't catch them. Mm-mm. No, I, I'm fine without the 14 in play. I think, I think error restriction, if we're wanting, if we're wanting the limit scores and level playing field restriction, I would do arrow restriction. And honest to God, like, I, I don't even know if scores would drop that much. Because, like, I mean... You, realistically, you, probably wouldn't. I mean, you, I think I a mean, little arrow shoots better than a big arrow anyway. Yeah, exa- I was just going to say, it's down. easier to get a little arrow shooting good. I've shot some of my best 3D scores shooting, uh, uh, 19s. like, 19s, 19s and nanos. Yeah. Hell, the first time I broke... First time I broke uh, 20, like, 26 up or something, I shot. I was shooting gold tip pierces. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's easier, you know. You can be not, you're not gonna be necessarily, but it's easier to get a smaller arrow to be more accurate. So yeah. hell, Jesse won Foley one year shooting pro tours all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's like we like, have our like our, where we practice. Like we have our all of our 3D targets set up, and then we have our like our feet target set up there too for shooting just any kind of normal long stuff or shooting sight marks on or anything dots or paper targets and. Right. We were shooting and getting ready for Gator Cup right after Reading, and I was shooting a little bit, and I had my my feet set up with my t- big giant twenty nine thousands pin and my little housing and whatever, <laughs> and I was shooting. And I'm like, I'm gonna shoot a couple of these three targets just to see. And it's like, I shot at a the we had like the coyote sitting right in front, so it was basically the same yard. It was like a yard 
different. So I just stepped back a yard and we're shooting like 50 meters at a coyote. I put like eight of them in the 14 ring and they're like wadded, like all touching and then missed a couple of them. But it's like, you can't do that with a big arrow. You're not going to stand there at 60 yards and wad 10 arrows. Right. Touching. No. But you're also, then you're like, well, man, if everybody else is shooting big arrows and mm-hmm. I shoot little arrows, yeah. I'm just taking a knife to a gunfight. Yeah. So it's like, there's that like yeah, there's side of it too, of where it. it's like, you're I like, mean, man, do I take the more accurate one? Or it's like on a three, if it was like OPA style where they were marked like colored rings, yeah, hundred percent, I wouldn't shoot anything but X-10s right. because I have something to definitively aim at. And right. I know exactly where my pin's breaking on or off yeah. of it. Where wow. at a 3D target, you're like, man, I know I need to be an inch left of that arrow and two inches above it. And you're like kind of sitting there trying to airy aim and float off of it. And you're like, you got a spot in the middle of the core over here. You're trying to come off yeah, 12 inches and four, it's like four or five inches off of a mark. You don't know. So it's perfect. like that big arrow definitely benefits you in that sense. But mm-hmm. yeah, without a doubt. What, what power do you run in your lens? I'm running a six power. Six. Yep. I got a feather vision verde plus six power. And then, uh, um, what? running like a one power. What are you running? Six. Uh, I run a six and the double yeah. it. Yeah. God dang. I think most guys, most guys probably run a six. Yeah, I would five, say the, five the six, six is the average. Five to six is an average. Yeah. Then you get some freaks out there like shoot eights and like that shoots your wife eights. shooting a twelve power. Oh, she, or some if she shit. could shoot a twenty power and get that thing to clear up, she would shoot a freaking <laughs> twenty power. Man, it's insane. I don't get it. That is. I crazy. tried an eight one time, but I think I, did I get it vertigo. Wrong. No, I did it indoors. That was stupid. I played yeah, with an eight for a little bit indoors this year and it gave me horrible, horrible target panic, target panic oh, yeah. about halfway through the year. The first half was really good. The second half, the eight was horrible, man. Yeah. And like, it, it was bad. Freaked you out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm used to sitting there and like holding my pin in the 10 ring the whole time and it's sitting there like, you're just kind of like, la di da di da. I'm just like, still, go off, just go off. Like it's still there, but it's like doing yeah, the eight power jumping still jacks. In the 10 ring, you just, you can see more of the 10 ring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, 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 my 10 ring went from being like, just a fuzz outside a couple millimeters outside the pin head yeah. to being like, I got a half inch of <laughs> circle to move in. Yeah. It's yeah. like you, you, the X ring now looks like what your 10 ring used to exactly. look like. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. It's pretty bad when you can put a 30,000th pin inside of a X ring on a Vegas right. face at 20 right. yards. Separating fibers on the target. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's crazy. What do you scope you run? Well, what you run a The AVX. AVX. Yep. That's cool. Hinge thirty one. Uh, the forty one for three D, and then the thirty one for everything else, Perceiving. and then uh, a button. They're not a button, uh, a hinge. Yeah, hinge. yeah. I'm shooting the fulcrum. Damn. So most guys are shooting, with exception of the guys that are punching. Most guys are shooting a hinge on tour. I'd really say it's fifty fifty. Really? Yeah, probably. Probably close to fifty fifty. Fifty. Yeah. I honestly, if I could shoot a button as consistent as I shoot a hinge. Mm-hmm. I would shoot a button because I aim way I better, aim better with a button. Exactly, but I can't get the group. There's just there's just less movement. Yeah, but then there's that there's that little guy on my left shoulder that's like punch it, punch fire, it, fire, punch it, shoot fire. it, sir, shoot it, shoot it, press the button. Oh shit, bro, that bro, that dude stands there when I shoot a hinge, man. <laughs> I still get it. I, I got that guy though with a hinge too, but not nearly as bad as a button. Yeah. The button's like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's there. It's there. Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. I picked up a stand button the other day just because it was the only release I had of tested arrows, and I was like at fifty yards. I was like, God, this thing is not moving. It's aiming so good, but I couldn't hit. You know, I was all around the dot. Mm-hmm. I walked up and got my freaking HT, came back and put them all on the dot. I was like, this is bullshit. Because and it even moves more. You know, what I mean, there's more perceived movement with my hands. 
but it's also it's probably forcing you like mentally to make a stronger shot yeah probably exactly right your shot shot quality is better but you're like you hold better with a button and most guys do or at least you know you see less perceived movement because there's no unless you're shooting a button button with a ton of ton of travel in it or something like there's no there's no actual movement in your release hand transferring into your sight picture whereas you know you're just because you're just building pressure on the barrel until it fires right you know, or, you know, just pushing the button, it, it but with a, with a hinge, like regardless, you know, you, obviously you're pulling whatever, but like that release physically has to yeah. move yeah, there has and to be rotate movement in, in order to fire. Right. If you don't have any movement in it, yeah, you can just sit there and aim it, but it'll never go off. Yeah. So. Yeah. You just sit there and I'm practice tra- aiming all I'm day. Teaching like four or five guys on Wednesdays, you know, they're shooting hinges for resistance releases, trying to make be better, be better archers. I had a guy come in, Rudy Bazanis, one guy came in, he shoots a button, you know, I was trying to demonstrate what he does, so I tried to punch it. I can't do it. Lucky. Punch a hinge? I cannot punch a button. Lucky. Oh, like, lucky. So I drew back. <laughs> you just I don't shoot back, enough. And I tried to, <laughs> I was trying to demonstrate, hey, Rudy, I'm going to show you what you do. And I got on the target, and I'm sitting there, and I went, I wrapped my finger around and did that, and I missed the entire dot. I mean, I missed the whole five dot. I Wait, mean, you wrapped your finger all the way around? No, I've, I what I did is I did this. I did the left motion. I came around. Like oh, you this. did the full like King yeah. Cobra strike. And then, bam, oh. and then I hit it. And when I hit it, man, my bow went everywhere because I couldn't physically make those two time accurately. See, I put a big, my brain won't let me do. I it. put a big UV button on it, and I put the tip of my thumb on it, and then once I feel that it's good, I just put enough pressure, and it goes to off. make it fire. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't do the whole. Dude, see, but that's still that's still trigger control with it because that's how I shoot a button. Yeah. I just lay my, I just set my thumb on it and just add pressure until it fires. Right. You know, with less, you know, I don't, I'm not, not pulling ears hard. Like for me, yeah, like I'm still, I guess I technically am still punching it, but that's the but same way not. I execute my hands. Like I set my pin in the middle of the target and just add pressure to the back of it and let it rotate in my hand until it fires. Until it fires, yeah. So, I mean, doing a button is the same thing. Yeah. Instead of adding pressure with my ring finger and middle finger, I just add pressure with my with my thumb until it fires. I can't do a hinge. I'll sit there with a hinge and I'll start rotating pins in the middle. Pow. You rip and grip. Gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rip and grip. Yeah. Gone. If you want a good demonstration of that, you can watch when I won World Cup finals. <laughs> Dump in that last took one. Lap. Dude, took five seconds to shoot that arrow. <laughs> from from it's in the yellow. hooking, the, re- hooking <laughs> the release onto the string to fire was like five, five seconds. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest, fastest shot you've ever made. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. No, but Minden was so you know one of the things that um, we dealt with, and I'm sure you guys did too. I, I thought it was crazy because it's getting harder and harder. Is the dark tunnels of the targets we see now? You just can't see shit anymore down there. Yeah, I mean, well, your guys is the the course you guys shot on Saturday we was shot that D. was a darker course, that longer course, course than what because we shot your guys's day yeah. one course on day two. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad, in Minden. Minden was okay. Yeah, Minden wasn't horrible, but no. it, it, it also depends on where we're at. Because like when we shoot uh, like Fort Benning, Fort Benning in London, we're in Eastern time zone and we're on the far east, Eastern or like Eastern well, side of the central. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, we'll be, or I guess Fort Benning is we're on Eastern, but we're, you know, still in central time zone. Right. So that one, I guess, isn't bad, but like London, Metropolis, anytime when you're on the far Eastern side or the far Western side of a time zone, like you just don't, there's just not enough fucking light. Yeah, it's it just sucks. not bright enough yet. We're 15 minutes nothing. behind, you know, everywhere else as far as when we get first light and everything. Yeah, so London sucks on the London, second day. London Oof. is definitely the worst one. Yeah, I it remember, is better now though that they did the 
they they like last year how we don't shoot both sides of the road how yeah. we just like kind of hopscotched yeah we just every around other, every other target yeah and then really stayed on the same shoot. side of the road so that way everybody's shooting in equal lighting the entire time where yeah, back when we shot both sides, both of, the sides of the road line, if you were on the, the power line sucked if you got to shoot the right side of the power line going up in the beginning oh, dude, shooting uphill first thing it in the was morning, better like, because you had the sun was coming up behind, behind you so you, your targets were lit the target, and then by yeah. the time you got around to the other side the sun was high enough to where you weren't completely backlit yeah right, right. but or like a now now instead first thing in the morning we shoot on the uphill side and everybody's in it directly <laughs> east i remember last year my first target was like a 44 yard turkey yeah and like i think mine was a wolverine looking at the bird and like literally the bottom of the Dude, sun is resting on the back what, of the bird yeah like i i don't care what you do with the wolverine it looks like a mound of dirt yeah i mean it does oh, it, looks like, times, it looks like a stump there's multiple times i've walked up and been like where, where's the target where's the target i'm the same way just like where the, is it where's the target you can shoot at the lighter color of the stump <laughs> dude i'm telling you it's brutal yeah it's getting bad though it's getting crazy i don't know i, I couldn't see shit up there that morning was it the clouds on sunday or saturday yeah, well, morning god it was dark it yeah. didn't help we had that storm start to roll yeah. in it was literally darker after the, so if we shot the first three targets and it was okay and then it got like dark dark yeah. dark, mm. dark so you hear some crazy so my girlfriend's shooting now she shot k40 women's k40 so i walked down i haven't been on a k40 k45 course in like a long time so i got on to watch her because she shot after we were done in the morning mm-hmm. dude their ranges suck i mean as far they, as well, okay so they have these girls in 40 and this was the bow hunter women's bow hunter i think it was and the k40 were together They've got them shooting through trees, bro, like this, number one. Really? There were were girls banging trees like crazy. (laughs) No shit. Quartering away, quartering two targets hard. And then they had like a leopard stuck in between two cross-membered trees that it fell over and put that leopard in the middle of it down Mm -hmm. a tunnel. I literally was like, I don't know how you guys can, there's no way you can see this target. Because there was no leg lines the way it was sitting down in the, Mm -hmm. and it looked like a black blob. I mean, it was the Black Panther, not the Leopard. But I was like, I, I feel bad for you guys. This sucks. Those shots were not tough, easy, tar- dude. Tough course. Tough course. I mean, huh. 10 times harder than ours shooting through these trees and their angle of attack on every target. You know, the, they had a antelope maybe, was quartering too hard. Maybe they just need to be like all the pros and just bitch about their courses until they get what they <laughs> yeah, want. Until they get nice. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Flat, well, manicured groom trails. They didn't trim any of these legs. Exactly. Oh, well, you know, they're not. All these targets are quartered. They're not the great. I mean, they're they're in forty for a reason, so they're not accomplished archers. Right, I mean, you'd think the that they'd get arrows, them. Just the amount of arrows banging off trees in there during that range was unbelievable. I was like, oh my god! But it makes sense. I told her, I said, for you to get through this and not lose an arrow and be able to hit foam every time was pretty Confidence. impressive. Yes, because yeah. I was shocked. It would have been hard if you had to stretch that course out to fifty. It'd have been, been, a, tough been a hammer. It'd have been a hammer for sure. So, yeah, but I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen one. It was kind of cool to see the parody in that. I mean, mm-hmm. I would like to see that on our side maybe a little bit more. Oh, yeah, give us hard Just to make it tough, I, a little tougher. Well, right now, it's all about length for us. We're just shooting long. Yeah. Like. That well, yeah, but that's, course was long. 3D's always been that way. Yeah. Or ASA 3D has always been that way. I would love it if we could shoot an a, or shoot a IBO course with ASA known distance targets Hell and yes. stuff. Like some of the. Like over in Nelsonville or in Bedford, some of the mm-hmm. hardcore. Dude, dim ranges. Some of those are courses no are fun. Get some angles, like, some side yeah, hills. Side like, hills. Actually make you know your equipment. Your bubble. You don't have to have a. I was telling somebody, theoretically, you don't really need a bubble that bad. You don't right? ever. In, in ASA. Ever. Yeah. I love but, it. All the guys, oh man, this one's uphill. Better take, better take the cut off. It's like, dude, do you, 
click. That's my, that's your cut. <laughs> there was a couple ASA. guys on the practice range. They're like, man, I didn't, I didn't get to do it. I didn't get time around to do it this, this week before we shot, they shot minute, but they're like, oh man, the next one, like I, I need to make sure my third axis is perfect. <laughs> third axis. We're Why? like maybe four degrees max. Yeah, max. Like, <laughs> Hey, to be fair, Foley day one, the reason I shot a five is because of my third axis, really? but it was like my, it came completely loose on my sight and oh, it, it fell over, over and my bow fell over and I didn't notice it after it had fallen. And yeah, it was it literally also changed. maxed all the way out. Yeah. Like all the way out for me. Well, to, I, and I still only missed by like eight inches. I learned a hard one. I went to for target one on a, on a, on a bear and forgot to put my sight back out, had it all oh. the way back <laughs> and I shot, shot that some bitch in the neck. I was like, what the hell? And everybody in the group was like, dude, what are you doing? Hamlin? I'm like, Oh shit. And I, I could not believe Dude, it made that out. big of a difference. Oh yeah, I'm talking 12 to 16 inches, oh, yeah. right? Couldn't believe. Well, it. all the bunch of bunch of people in Redding, like they'll move their side in to shoot, be able to shoot 100 yards for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And like I remember watching Cassidy do it this year. She freaking slid her side in, moved it down, and was like, "Okay, here we go. One, two, three, four. Have <laughs> Counting click all her, the clicks. Yep. Her, she had really? to put like 40 something clicks in her side. Got Paige had to do 55. <laughs> yeah, no 55 clicks left. After she pulled it in, mm-hmm. that's pretty badass. Just because the torque of the bow changes where that pin sits. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that was wild. I didn't know it would make that big of a difference. Dude, I do shoot the double dot. Yeah. Put my side at 90 and a half yards and shot at a little yellow dot, like a millimeter on above your- my millimeter above my bubble on the bottom of my lens. And just I went out into the parking lot here and set the round bell at 100 yards and literally just moved the, just spun my spun my lens around in my sight housing until my left and right was good on it. And then just moved it up and down until I got, the, got the height and, no and made a metal note of where to set my sight. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a good idea. Actually. That's crazy. This yeah. was the first year that I've had not had to make a second sight or run my sight in to actually be able to clear a hundred. Normally I have to, normally I can get like 95. So that's like what I can get with my peep it, sight height and everything. Is speed is stratus is faster. Yeah. I went, I'm shooting a 36 inch bow with spiral cams so spiral cams yeah and that bow was like 66 pounds or 65 pounds <laughs> so I'd say this is a first year i haven't been pretty able good. to get it yeah but normally in um, the past like i'd always just taken and built two sites no mm-hmm. shit so i didn't have to take my i didn't have to run my primary one in and then click it and then have someone talk someone try to talk to me or say something to me and i you like forget. lose i lose clicks in the middle and i'm like oh shit where am i at shit was you i just 35 pull- or was i 45 <laughs> clicks god dang it you just pull yeah. your pull your side off put yeah, the other, just pull my other side that. off put it in and then i would just run a actually last year what i did is uh i went and gr- i went into my little box of archery goodies and grabbed uh the mini mag or not the mini mag the essential that little tiny oh, the super the, su- the super one, tiny yeah. one that shrewd did and, it's like uh, a 25 like it's still a, 25 it's, it's still a 29 millimeter but there's not as much material yeah. on the outside of the housing so the overall out, outside diameter of the housing is a lot smaller, smaller right and then i ran a dot in it like three quarters of the way down my lens mm-hmm. and then was able to run it in and then i just had that sight clicked in to the distance RA for a, right and then range. shot a sight tape for it uh, got like a 30 and an 80 with target. that one for one target that's pretty badass though Oh, that's, that is one thing that always makes me like kind of a, not a pet peeve thing, but kind of grinds my gears with is everybody freaks out about shooting Bigfoot. It's like, motherfucker, that's two arrows. Yeah. If you can put two arrows into a 55 gallon drum size circle, then you will only drop two points at that tournament. Yeah. And that like, shit, that would have won that one of this year. Yeah. Like I like, I like shooting a hundred yards and 80 yards, but 
the bulk of my practice and the like the majority of the stuff that I check for getting mm-hmm. ready for like reading or say like even a field shoot is 30 to 50 yards. Yeah. I shoot You're- 30 to 50 yards so much just to make sure like if my 30 to 50 is perfect, that's, like that's yeah. the major, that's what needs to be perfect. That's where, that's where you make your money. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, much. and for at that tournament, it's more because like every not every target, but a large majority of targets are in that like thirty-five to fifty-five ballpark area, and it's so easy to get complacent on that at that tournament because I mean that that size dot for those distances, like up to what thirty or thirty to thirty to fifty-nine, is all the same size dot, right? something like 30, that 35, 35 to 50 35 or to something 59. like that is yeah 35 to 59 is all the same size die and it's like i mean it's what it's probably a three and a half inch dot or get, at 59 when you're aiming at that dot you're like okay yeah that's like a that's like a size of dot i should be shooting at yeah right. when you're shooting at that thing at 30 it's man giant. oh dude it's like aiming at a pumpkin bro. it's like trying to shoot 122 <laughs> centimeter feet to face at 20 yeah, yards it's you're just, just, <laughs> that's all you see is orange or yellow and that thing is just moving it's yeah, like yeah you it's can't, like all, you can't find a spot all yeah. complacency yeah. on those shots i mean that's why i missed all mine or you know like i the two i missed on saturday like i just rushed through those shots most of the ones i missed on friday just pissed you that. off too oh dude yeah because you get he, irritated because you you should yeah they they in all reality they are gimmies yeah. like you step up to a 40 yard target in reading and it's literally the size it's of a, your coffee mug yeah there. it's a four <laughs> like, inch dot like it's huge yeah you should yeah, hit it every like there should helen keller should hit that thing every time it's right. big <laughs> but i mean that's that's that is where that term is won if you hit everything from 35 to 59 and you, you have, a good, and you have those, a good tape and everything else falls into place like that's the that's the bulk majority of the stuff that like is key yeah gotcha you know i was talking to um about practice i was talking i think it was robert householder talking like you know he doesn't really practice on 3d because we always talk about i mean we can need 3d targets look at we gotta look at targets you know we've been most of us in here shot this game long enough we know where the freaking 12 rings are i mean Mm -hmm. i know where they're at um and he claims he just shoots vegas faces constantly that's all he does I mean, he's like us. He also works at a bow shop, so yeah. it's probably the easiest. Just shoot Vegas rounds. Over, yeah, probably over, the easiest, easiest practice regimen to to roll with. Yeah, but I mean, Rob, Robert's also. I mean, Robert punches it. Is he a and puncher? For, mm-hmm. He just he just fires it off of his sight picture wherever mm-hmm. his brain likes the pin or when it when it gets to where the spot that he knows he needs to be or he can see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thunk. And with, I mean, I don't want to speak for them because I, I mean, I don't punch it. I mean, I do punch it, but I don't want to. Yeah. Uh, but. With that, I with and with most people, I would imagine it's more trigger control and shot execution more yeah. than anything. More and than I, than I mean, I'll say is. that about about anybody and in any discipline. If you execute a perfect shot every time, even if your hole, if you've got you know a subpar hold, uh, you, you struggle knowing exactly where the rings are and stuff. If you're in a general area, like you're going to hit more of them than you don't. If you have perfect execution every time, yeah, or at so, least whatever you perceive is perfect and it's yeah, consistent perfect, perfect. and it never changes consistent's probably yeah. a better word for it because everybody has slightly different execution styles but whatever perfect execution is for you if you do that every time you're probably going to hit the target yeah or you know hit hit, a, hit it hit more often than not right 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 yeah i thought that was interesting though because he's you know he's right i mean i it's always shot execution mm-hmm. if i have a bad day it's all shot uh, hundred, almost 100 percent of yeah. the time Unless you've got like an actual mechanical issue with your bow and your equipment, like it's generally why people struggle on on a day. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I don't miss because I can't see where I'm aiming. 
Right. <laughs> I miss because the dude behind the bow made a horrible shot. Yeah. Or like, like for me, I'll I'll bitch about how I'm holding, but if I'm holding poorly, it's harder for me to execute a perfect way, shot. Did you see the email that came out? Oh, but the the who, ASA. Who happened? What happened there? Somebody uh, screwed up. Apparently, there was. What did you say? Was a like oh, senior I, pros I heard that there was a couple of senior guys having a, a little bit of a tiff. Well, yeah, that was on that range, but I didn't think that would have caused it potentially, because I don't know, yeah, right? it was bad. It was hilarious because. Keith Trail was egging it on, which oh, I mean, that's, that's Keith, never not the case. That's vintage Keith. What probably happened is there was a twelve-year-old kid well, watching his favorite, watching Tate Morgan shoot, and Tate shot a bad shot and turned around and went fuck. <laughs> 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 or literally, no. literally any known pro. So what happened on, on the, the court? If this, if this is why, if this is why it came out, what happened? One of the senior guys, I can't remember his name, Craig Daniels, I think maybe I, I can't remember. Anyway, short guy, Doug Kyle. Was it Doug? He was going ballistic. Yeah, he was going nuts. Okay, my, he was, dad, he was, my dad told me about it. He was oh yeah, laughing. He was having a really, really, about really, it driving really back bad to the, day. Yeah, to having the a house. bad day. And I forget who the guy was shooting with him, but basically call, we heard him. He called, he called, you know, range official, and we all kind of turned around like, what did calling him for? And apparently he said, look, if I got to fit, you got to get me off this stake, you know, and range officials, what are you talking about? If I got to shoot with this guy the rest of the tournament, I'm not going to be able to handle it. He's bringing me down. I hate shooting with him. He's negative, Nancy. Da, da, just bitching about everything. Change my damn target. Range was like, look, dude, I can't do that. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to finish. Well, if you're not, I'm walking off. Range field, do what you need to do. Grabbed his bags, walked off the range. Four in. I mean, I think it was only four or five targets in. I can't believe that would have been it, though. Maybe it was, though, because I heard oh. the guy was losing his cookies. I don't know. My, my but dad. then later, dude, when Keith seen him, Keith knew him really well, was mm-hmm. talking with him, the guy was laughing his ass. My dad said there was, or my, that might have been a different one, too. My dad said there was, the one guy was, he, I don't know exactly what he said, or he just said he didn't know exactly what he said, but he's like, he was shot, made a bad shot or something. I was like, God damn, motherfucker, blah, 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 whatever, like yeah. cussing and stuff. And the guy asked him, he's like, can you please not, like, Talk like that. Like I would appreciate it if you didn't like I guarantee that was say thing. stuff like that. And then he was just like, I'll say whatever the hell I want. Da, 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 da. You're not gonna tell me what I can and can't say. Da, da, da. I'm a I'm a grown adult. <laughs> uh, that didn't that, sit too well, I guess. Yeah, that was crazy. That email we got was wild. I thought, oh I mean really the one that intrigued me more wasn't really that, but it was the the integrity on the like the unknown side of like people yeah, yeah. What was cheating that like, one too. Or people going out and like, since we're not getting like a definitive course, like we don't know if we're shooting A, B, C, D, they're X, Y, Z, W or X, Y, W, Z or whatever. And, uh, are we, is there people going out the night before and like prejudging it and clicking it and then like taking mental notes of like walking through and like the targets that they messed up and they were like the ones that they're like. Or having their buddy do it and texting them the information later. Yeah. That's pretty wild. I don't know. I mean, I, uh, I think the I'm, I'm surprised they don't let the unknown guys after the fact go through and click everything like oh, they're already done, yeah marks. they're already done yeah. shooting the range like why the hell not yeah but I mean I I ain't never shot unknown in ASA so I I mean I don't really know what all that side of the that side of the deal with it but I'm pretty sure they do let them do that I've seen posts before of somebody going Dude. and and saying you know I was only point five off all these marks yeah because he went back and clicked them all. Uh, all I know when I shot unknown because I did long it's been a long years ago but I mean the way the ranges are set if you know you get on this target and you talk amongst yourself and you know okay that I judged for 40 and it was 43 mm-hmm. you walk down there I mean and everybody does it 
You just look, look, you look left look, or right. Yeah, you look add five, five yards. And you're line, 47. Look at the other lane. Yeah. yeah. And you keep that in your head and you walk up. Okay, I'm two yards short on that. So really, I'm at 43 now, you know, with the where the stake is. I mean, I don't know if the judging is, I don't know. It's so subjective. I don't know. I've walked around with Levi before and watched that. Watch he's, that no, dude he's judge ridiculous. with it. He's got a rangefinder in his it's eyes. Insane. He's it's half insane. Yard. I watched him walk through a 30 yard course and judge everything within a quarter yard. Yeah. Like, He's ridiculous. The guy, like, guys that are good at it are good. Yeah. Really good at it. Hey, so I got a question. Does anybody know what's going on with McCarthy this year? He's like fell off. So a lot of people are saying he lost a lot of weight. Like, and have you seen him? He looks yeah, like he's hot. <laughs> he's hot. <laughs> he is hot. <laughs> no, but he's he's like disappeared. Which, I mean, hadn't really made any noise. Was, Readjustment. I don't know. He lost like literally 25 or 30 it's pounds. It's like when Rio lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. And Rio. Lost his center of gravity. Yeah. <laughs> You joke. God, Darren Collins had the best one-liner to Linda when we were in Reading this year. Because I shot, so I shot with, uh, shot with Linda and Lindsay. They were on a team together, and then uh, like Darren Collins and Dave were shooting behind us. Courtney was in their group shooting with Cassidy and a couple other people, and we were waiting for a target. Linda was shooting, and she had like she was last one up shooting. She had let down twice on this arrow. She draws back and shoots. I mean, just like cracked or knocked both of them on the center scribe. And Darren's like, man, it's like watching Rio shoot in the old days. (laughs) (laughs) Seven months pregnant. (laughs) Ah, That's a good one. It's like watching Rio shoot in the old days. It's so funny. That is hilarious. Speaking of Rio, you see his team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're they're doing good. They did a big old post on him the other day. It's it's crazy because now you've got Team Rio against Team Pony. Mm-hmm. And that was one I did not see coming. Yeah, well, who, who's the, uh, the Indian who's team? He, who, the, oh, India. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, his wife's from India, isn't she? Last I, I thought Sergio's wife was. I knew. I knew Sergio I knew and Abhishek re- were really good friends. Mm-hmm. I know because his wife. I know his wife shoots recurve. Huh. Or well, thought she did. The thing is that the Indian team has been knocking out the Koreans in eliminations at this World Cup. No way. Oh, really. Yeah. Really, so dude? What's her name? Like uh, Rio. What's the the gal from India? She shot the first, the first uh, like metal match. Oh yeah, Josie for the Venom. Women. That chick's got game, dude. Like shot the first one women's one fifty metal match. When she got taken out in Shanghai, and one of her teammates is in the final four. Really? Yeah, dude. They've they've all, India's always had good archers, but they're like gaming this year. But yeah. it's it's funny because right? it's we got a, team Rio team Sergio. It could be a. Team Rio, Team Sergio final, actually. Really? Because there's a, a Indian from uh, oh, from India, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the semis versus uh, Robin Yatma from Estonia. And then, not even going to try to pronounce that one. The kid's from Korea. <laughs> I'll butcher it just like the one from India I didn't say. Um, against Mikey in the semis. Really? So... Mm. It could be a. I mean, they've they've game. always had they've always had a couple of really good archers. Yeah, you know, you know, obviously, obviously recurve. Same with India and the recurve side. But they've been every the rest of the world's been catching up and yeah, pretty good on the compound side of stuff. The last is Rio living over so. there right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, family or just him? Just him. I think just him. Yeah. Yeah. He said I talked to him in Lancaster about it, and he said he was he had to be there for I think it was ten months, and then he gets four breaks where he comes home for four weeks. Or for two weeks at a time. Two weeks at a time. Two weeks at a time for four, four times, times a year. Yep. Right out of that 10 months. Yep, out of that 10 months. It's a bad gig. Yeah, and then, uh, but I mean, shit, last year when I shot the World Cup in Paris last year, and we, I mean, we had freaking perfect weather. Like, 
absolutely perfect weather. And there was Mikey shot a 360 on the first half. Um, the I forget his name. He has glasses. The the good one. I would say the best one from Korea. No, from Korea. Um, he shot a 360, and uh-huh. then the yeah Jung Ho, and then Kim. Yeah, and then the other two Koreans that was on that were on the team shot like a 358 and a 359, Holy and they were down crap. three yeah. as a team as at a half. Team. And I'm like, yeah. oh my <laughs> gosh, like they just freaking threw down. Yeah, they're machines, dude. That's their national sport. Yeah, you joke. No, it is. Yeah, I, I say it all the time, man. If I would have known different, I would have saved the. No, I wouldn't have saved a lot of money, but I would have had a different life. Yeah, you could have lived there. over there and shot archery. Yep, it is definitely they are they are the class of the field a lot of times, especially on the recurve side too. They're ridiculous. I still want to go recurve. out there and train at their. Which, center. by the way, so Tate Bridger, what do you guys think about? I know it's, I seen an article about this. I think Gillingham even commented. I don't know. It's going to be boring as hell, but they're going to do the uh, indoor archery for the games. The Olympics, I yeah, they doing well, it in Paris. Yeah, it's going to be well. They can't. Well, they're, do they're, it. they're trying to propose it for LA, twenty twenty. Yeah, they can't do it indoor unless we're wearing ice skates shooting eighteen meters. Yeah, but those are the well, can't do oh, winter. So gonna, can't do, gonna, do can't do winter Olympics. They're going to do outdoor. They're going to do it during the outdoor Olympics, but indoors. Which I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know about indoor that. archery I'm, is technically a winter sport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you can't. But you so can't. It's got to be ice or Olympic, snow. Yeah. Olympic sport or winter Olympic sports have to be on like ice on ice or snow. It has to no, be performed on ice or snow. So unless we're wearing ice skates. Yeah, it's proposed for LA 28. Yeah, I knew they were looking at something, yeah. but I don't Is know LA what they the outdoor doing. games? Yeah. Yep. LA 28. Would, and they're going to do it. But they're going to shoot it indoors. Correct. I'd rather see them do how they do with world games and stuff and make them shoot, shoot field. That would be... Well, the recurve shoot field now. The compound oh, that's shoot, right. field recurve shoot field for for they switched that. Games. Yeah, but I, if you want the compound side archery stuff, put it, make them do field. It's a mechan like we're using mechan or mechanical releases and mechanically inclined equipment in order to shoot better. Mm-hmm. Like make us shoot a discipline that you have to know what the hell you're doing with that mechanical equipment, right? In mm-hmm. order to shoot well, because right. you could be the best archer on the planet, always make a hundred percent perfect shots every time. If your bow, if you don't know how to tune your bow, don't know how to set your bow up to shoot a field tournament or shoot a field course, you're going to shoot like shit. Right. I mean, hell, Tate and I were talking about it the other day. That's why I love Reading so much because, I mean, it's not like a crazy technical course no, by any means because there's more technical ones out there. But if, you're, if your equipment is not at 100% the entire time, even if you shoot the best you've ever shot, you won't, you won't shoot good enough to win. Right. Like that's the one tournament of the year where I feel like I can literally tune myself or, you know, work on my, use your equipment to gain more points. Yeah. Right. It makes total sense. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Interesting. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. They're going to do an indoor outdoor. I mean, you're going to do it during outdoor games doing indoor. That's going to be weird. Mm-hmm. 20 yards. That's going to be the, uh, the bad thing is, well, the bad thing is, is it's going to be from a spectator standpoint, the most boring thing to watch on planet earth. I mean, it's not going to be spectator friendly. I don't. Archers are going to enjoy watching it. Yeah. Non-archers are going to be like, well, "Are you kidding me?" I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll butt against you on that. Archery in twelve was it twelve, twelve or sixteen was the highest stream sport, highest stream sport of any yeah, sport. Yeah, but they're on shooting that. seventy or eighty meters with recurves, and the chances of being clean are slim. 
Right. Well, that's why I'm saying shoot field. Like, oh yeah, if we imagine, shot, yeah, if we shot field, if we I had agree. like the finals venue was like what Paige and Paige and Dave shot at in uh, uh, London or or Cortina, where they're yeah. shooting literally up a freaking ski slope. Mm-hmm. See, in, that would in, be great. That's great for TV. Yeah, but, or but in had the one on the the sky lift. Right. Yep. Right. Up, they put that scissor lift up the there. Air. Yeah. But the problem is they're going to do indoor. It's going to be twenty yard indoors, and it's just going to be very unfriendly spectator. Hollywood sign. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah! Exactly. Stand on top of the H. Yeah, be sick. Shoot down off of that thing. I just think that they're gonna they're gonna get a chance to do something with the compounds, and they're picking the most boring discipline. Indoor. Yeah, like I said, watch just, just watching Mikey shoot another six hundred. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it would be interesting if they would do the dot like Lancaster. Well, yeah, do something like that, yeah. or even um, indoors like the Dakota Classic round. Like yeah, like walk shoot ups or walking backs or whatever. yeah, shoot like a forty, fifty, sixty qualification mm-hmm. round, or even just give them like make them shoot because it's world archery, it's meters, so shoot sixty meters on a normal size feet to face, so it increases the te- level of technical ability yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit, but you're also going indoors, so it's it'll kind of level it out, it'll level it out a little bit being indoors, right? But extend it by ten meters and then have them shoot match play, yeah, on that would be cool indoors match play, yeah on the feet of face at 60 meters would be cool yeah you like sets or non-set the non-set stuff the one when, when you got to win sets um i think set system stupid yeah because you can you can win you, you can win heat. with a lower score yeah so i'm saying you, technically you can you can shoot perfect and still lose i think they're switching my division to sets next year are they really i mean i think i think there. set is i I think set is not the worst thing on the planet for like W1 with you guys or recurve to where they, they are dropping points every end. Right. Because obviously you're going to be rewarded if you shoot a 30, much like you were, mm-hmm. you know, at the uh, Pan, Am. Pan Ams. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It, it just keeps the, it just increases the parity, I guess. Yeah. I mean, 90% of the time, the better archer is still going to win. Yeah. But it just more room for upsets with the set set system but i mean i get why people don't like it i know why brady don't like it he's lost numerous matches lost with matches a higher score, higher score. Well, the mm-hmm. first and only time i ever shot set system i went to went down to gainesville in 2014 for the indoor world mm-hmm. team Shot trials trials there yep and my first match was against Braden galantine and i shot a 27 to open the first end or something like that and he shot a 30 and then he missed Shit. one like a couple ends later and I didn't miss the rest of the match. And I shot like a 147 or 148 and he shot a 149. Mm-hmm. But we were tied 5-5 because I won one ma- I won one set, he won one set and we tied the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So it's like he technically beat me, but right. because of the set system, yeah, we were tied. That's crazy. So I mean that's that's kind of a a slippery slope i think i don't think it's i mean no, it's kind of like when they have that hit or miss target yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's a, be, a good system for compound just because com, or at least compound is more not missing than it is missing. you know trying to hit it so right. you know not like throwing shade on you guys but you're shooting a shooting a recurve sight without a peep sight like <laughs> at 45 pounds and 50 meters like yeah, yeah. you guys are going to drop points yeah like just kind of nature of the beast shoot at you and drop 47. <laughs> what are you talking what about? They, what do they do after that? They go punch a baby. Yeah, they're kidding. Knock somebody's ice cream cone <laughs> off their hand. 
That's what we told George on on Saturday after he beat Andre. Yeah. We're like, congratulations, George. You beat a guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, no kidding. Great job, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's different, man, because you are going to drop points. Yeah. I, I think our so, world record is 145. Yeah. So like, I mean, with, with you guys, because it's, you know, in, in the recurve division in, in, you know, W1 for Perez, like it's more you're trying to hit the 10 ring as opposed to, you know, in able body and even some of the, even some of the OPA guys in the para, like you're trying to not miss it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, dude, we got 40 guys at a world cup shooting over 700. Yeah. 72 arrows and less than 20 of them are outside of a two inch circle. Yeah. Right. What like that's, those? I mean, that's, that is not missing it. That's not, that's not, it. that's not trying to hit it. That is not missing. One it. of them dropped three points. And they were super close to the 10 too. Oh, yeah. Matias' target was insane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, he missed shooting a 720 by probably a total, like if you collectively added all of his arrows up, by less than a half of an inch no out of 72 arrows. Yeah. That, that's Two of them wild. were like right there. quarter shaft off. Yeah. Like wow. insane. I mean, I stood right now. I, I was shot next to Braden mm-hmm. on his target when he shot that 718 and set the world record oh, in like 2016. Like, Stupid in Decatur, Alabama, like, mm-hmm. and we we didn't have perfect weather that day either. No, it was hot as balls. It was bro. like 110 degrees <laughs> with humidity, and it was oh, miserable. And there was a little bit of, le- I mean, there was a little bit of breeze, but it wasn't. It was very manageable. I mean, I still yeah. shot like a 706 or 708 that day, and wasn't mad about it. Like, I still shot a good round. Yeah, but like, but like, you watch somebody shoot scores like dude, that, he it's just, just crazy. It, like, he could not miss. Like he was just literally looked like he was a hooter shooter in. that day. He was locked in. That's crazy. It was crazy. And he missed like the, I think he hit his first two ends and then missed on the third end and then didn't miss again until like the 11th end. Yeah. I knew he had to shoot a 60 on his last end and shot like a five X or something. Yeah. It was like, dumb. Just like just wadded him all in the center. That's it was crazy. crazy. That's unbelievable. That's awesome. What's your favorite discipline tape? I would say field field, like field reading style, just because, I mean, I'm a little like ADD and I can't stand just like standing in the same spot and pounding arrows like indoors. Like it's different indoors though, because I guess like there's no, you don't have any outside elements or anything like that. It's just you and the target and 20 yards. And you're trying to like, you shoot that first arrow hole good. And you're just, there's more like focus and like determination, I guess I would say indoors because it's, you have mm-hmm. that one arrow hole and you don't have to worry about a gust of wind hitting you or the sun coming into your peep sight weird or anything like that or getting rained on or like there's literally zero factors yeah. for you not shooting perfect other than yourself. Yeah. So I like that part of indoors because it's kind of it's cool that way. Like right. you're 100% dependent on yourself. But like as far as anything like outside of indoors go, I would say definitely like field because you have to know your bow. You have to know how to manage the side hills, the up and down hill. Like you have to know like all the technical aspects of archery. It's not just that brain dead numbness, pulling and shooting, pulling yeah. And shooting. yeah. Agreed. So what's it going to take to get field resurrected? Cause you know, you talk to everyone in the, around here, even in Texas and nationwide field is dying. Um, I think some of it, and there's been a lot of talk about, we, we had, we tried to get it implemented here in Texas is back in the seventies and eighties when field was, you know, the king of the castle, you know, I don't, I, it was easier to go out and shoot a Ford, you know, five to six hour a day 
now everybody's over scheduled. They don't have time in their schedule to go do anything. And you yeah, ask, she's getting you busier ask a family, and busier. Yeah, and you ask a family to go out and spend, hey, six hours on an archery range. You're like, whoa, time out. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 28 targets, four arrows a target. You know, they tried to get a, they tried to think they tried to lower it to we, three arrows no, here. We did a sectionals one year. Did they do it? At well, sectionals it's passed. The proposal was passed. Yeah, they did. To where they did 24 round. targets, Cut three arrows out. a target. No, and, no walk-ups. And no there fans. was no walk-ups and no fans. That was and so every, all the walk-ups would be shot at max distance. So mm-hmm. that would be like, and they were, but they were getting rid so of the 80 yard or two. No 80. No 80. I thought we were, I thought they were still going to do the 80. We just had to shoot all three there. Mm, I think it was going to be like a, like 60 yard max. Ugh. Yeah. There'd be some people. I'm not here for that. Person. I'd rather shoot. I'd still rather shoot the full course. But the full oh, course yeah. as far that's as the max take, distances and stuff. That'd but. probably take an hour out of the day. Yeah. I think the Minimum. two, like the two position targets are stupid. Two positions, two targets. positions and oh, fans. You got to shoot two here and two there. No, like like the fifteen fourteens or oh, yeah, the nineteen seventeens. Yeah. Fourteen walk up. Like, I think the, the the two position walk ups are dumb and the fans are dumb. Yeah. Like get rid of the two position walk ups and the fans because you're shooting the same distance on the fans. Exactly. Just, they, they make matter. left to right. Who cares? Like that's dumb. That's but, all the only the only thing with field or with the fans and stuff. They're tr- like when you change positions is. The only way you're missing points is by shooting the wrong target. Yeah, like, yep. exactly. It's shooting the wrong target. Yeah, your four, like your four position walkups, I think, should still be there. Just I don't mind because the there's because stuff, it makes but... you remember to set your sight. Like if you ask me, like my favorite round period, hands down, it'd be the hunter round. Yeah, because there's so the much hunter more round, moving. there's so much more moving going on. You have to like remember every single step. You got to be like, okay, like it keeps you on your toes the entire match because mm-hmm. or the entire shoot because there's. Every single thing is a either a two position or so a four position or a fan. There, like there's only there's like four targets on the yeah, whole course. That's a one position, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I think it, it keeps you on your toes more, and it's more of like a, it's a way more technical round because yeah. of because of that aspect. Right. There's more chances to make mistakes. You shoot field nationals every year. Yep. Yeah. Th- Darrington this year. Darrington this year. Yep. And that's I, honestly I, one of the best ranges I, we shoot. I God, love it there. I it's so nice. Course. I heard it's amazing. It's never hot. It's like 70 degrees. You're that, in a giant Ponderosa canopy. So dude, that that club is probably one of the coolest archery clubs on the face of the planet. Yeah. With the courses that they have available there. Like I remember shooting that. What was that year? Because David Hauser and I shot the first five sixties in like eight years or something in that nationals. What was that? Like 2016 or something? <sighs> 16 somewhere between 15 and 17 yeah like right in that time frame but that those courses are unbelievable man they're fun some most fun fun courses i've shot some of the most technical and challenging courses i shot i remember on the field day would we shoot what do we shoot on field day not coyote but uh um bobcat bobcat or something one of the one of their courses out there and they're like their 65 yarder was like a 30 degree uphill no kidding at 65 yards Jeez, like that is crazy. a fucking hard shot bro you ain't lying. they got one it's like a 40 yarder or a 45 yard one position mm-hmm. or it's a fan yeah and it's like literally you're shooting like four almost it's like yeah, 30 it's degrees uphill it's like way it's up super steep and did you ever shoot the ones where they used to have worlds out here at eagle lake i didn't know yeah, eagle lake had some has an it's unbelievable course, course too gangster course the, it's like three hours from here yeah the other really good courses that we used to shoot were Back in the day, like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, when Yankton had the outdoor nationals, and yeah. we were shooting on the lake, those are oh, hands yeah, down yeah. probably, and it's the same courses that we shot for World Field there this last October, and those are honestly some of like I mean, when Dave Cousins comes off a course and 
tells Bruce that like that was those are the hard those are like the best field ranges that I've ever shot in my life like that says something yeah because Dave has shot everywhere (laughs) and like he is like Dave Dave has probably shot more field field courses they're like worldwide a larger number of different field courses than about any human out there right now yeah Jesse's probably the closest yep I would say probably the closest second yeah that's crazy I mean those ranges were they were very technical they had a lot of like very tricky side hill stuff, super steep up and downs. I mean, shit, the one target we shot on the unmarked day, which we shot it in for the worlds. And it was like, a, I remember right. It was like 36 meters. What I ran, what I ranged it at, judged it, framed it, whatever you want to call it. And I got shot it for like 28. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, it was literally like straight down and they had, they'd have like, they had a white tail mat and they had two T posts pounded in it like a 45. And then they had ratchet straps going around the T post in the bale. Mm-hmm. And it was like on this bank that you had to, you shot down and there was the bottom of a creek bottom. And then you, when you walked down to the bottom of the target, you had to like pull yourself up a rope and then literally like physically hold on to a rope and like wrap it around your back and like try to pull arrows out of it. Cause it was so steep. Damn, dude, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, I I love field two. Fields are awesome. I think a lot of the issue with why it's hard to do or why it's dying is a archery population is pretty old. Like we go out to or we go out to to field nationals. I remember finishing our round in like four, four and a half, five hours, you know, and thinking we did pretty okay. And there'd be guys out on the course until like six o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Like literally taking you know, 10 hours to shoot all the old, all the old guys, old, old chunky guys. Yeah. Can't old, make it uh, out of the range that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That as well as just course maintenance, man. Like Yank, Yankton, how many courses is, do they have up in Yankton? Three. I think there's three permanent, three permanent courses. That's, I mean, three permanent courses is what? 80 something targets, 80, 84 targets. Yeah. 84 large bales. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of maintenance. Man. Lot. And then you're getting like, just like the, like the support from your, like the club or mm-hmm. your club members to go out and like go out and do all that maintenance, all that work change and, targets. Yeah. Like they can get away with it. He yanked in and some of the bigger clubs just cause they have the membership to be able to do it. But I mean, right. we know, we know from working local 3d courses oh, and God. stuff around here, sure. like getting members to come out and try can and help, it. help do, do you know, do course maintenance and clean up targets and lanes and all yeah. that stuff is like pulling teeth, yeah, man. Absolutely. It is. You're right. It's, about just, that. it's hard to, it's hard to get manpower to do enough work to maintain a field course the way it needs to be. Yeah. So, so that's why, I mean, but that's why all the ones that are out there or the ones that are, you know, well-regarded are all older courses that have minimal maintenance. Right. Like mechanics. Yeah. Like Mechanicsburg, like a, that course has been like there a driving for, green. Like yeah. it's like literally <laughs> that course like has fairways. been there for six or like 60 years. Yeah. yeah. Right. What's on the docket Jay after this? What do we got coming up? I'm out of here on Monday. Yeah. You're gone for like a two weeks, Close a, month. a month. Yeah. Bro. I'm heading out. going to do some training. I got a camp starting next week on Saturday. It's a prep camp, which I thought was kind of, early we don't leave till july doing a prep cap in socal then doing a tournament in socal so you're going starting to move that way and you're staying there the whole time until socal yeah might yeah. go fishing that's gonna suck it's a long might book a tuna charter is courtney going with you the whole time no oh, okay no she'll be out there for the tournament so because you're you're going to to mel's place to, to train mel's. a little bit first yeah. and then out to the center and then going out to socal well i'm only there for three days mm-hmm. and then 
they couldn't take us in early in SoCal. So yeah. I'm hanging out with Bennett and Phoenix for a couple of days. Try not to dehydrate out there. <laughs> yeah. be, Turn into a raisin. It's gonna be hot as crap. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna be hot. Funny. So yeah, then we'll be good. And then we got London on the ASA L- side. London's the next. Are you going to London? I don't know. Are you going to London? Yeah, I'll be in London. I'm going to London. That's I haven't show. decided yet. Yeah. It's May, so there's you like, like two three months till. until hunting season starts. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You're coming uh, out to SoCal too, aren't you? Yeah, we'll be down there for that one. Do oh, that, man. and then finish up with some ASAs, and yeah, then you got Metropolis and the Classic, and yeah, and then hunting season, outdoor That's nationals, cool. and where's outdoor and, nationals this year? Oh no! Well, the USA, USA Nationals. Nationals. USA I always Nationals. get those. I, about, I always say. I always associate outdoor nationals as field. Field. As field. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's in Darrington, and then Darrington. USA Nationals is in end of August. That's in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah, I go to that. I'll be hunting by then. Yeah. So, are you going to that one? No. No. Probably not. Dude, you'll be elk hunting within a week of that. After that. Yeah, I'll be hunting antelope. I'll be like prime well, prime antelope hunting. I'll be antelope hunting, and then. Doing some elk hunting, some deer hunting. Yeah, man, you guys down here, all you can, like, literally, you can hunt every single day every of the week. Day, 365, 24 seven. All you can hunt, except for two animals. It's amazing. Oh, Tate, Tate, that's a close. Tate, yesterday is the closest I've ever seen to somebody getting like a Texas trifecta. Really? Because if he, if Tate had killed that hog, he would have killed all three yeah. most targeted species yeah. in the state yeah. during the summer months. Because he killed that, you killed that axis, and yep. then we went and caught, uh, caught a couple caught reds and some. Red. Yeah. Some, some black uh, drum, black drum. Yeah. and if he had had that freaking pog walk out that's been palling around at Josh's, he probably <laughs> would have had the the old Texas trifecta. There you go, that's awesome. Yeah, you're, was, you're going down south and start hunting. You're gonna hunt some havies. Yeah, we're doing uh, hogs. Uh, tomorrow, me and Paige are gonna drive down to McAllen Mission area. Yeah, and we're doing a seminar down there, and then gonna do like three days of shooting some pigs, shooting mm-hmm. some havies, and then. I know she wants to try to shoot. I think she had mentioned she wants to try to shoot a Neil guy. So I don't know if we'll Boy. find one of those, but yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Got to have the arrow for that one, dude. That's a nasty animal. It's literally, I think tougher than they say tougher than an elk. Yeah. Tougher than a bull. Cause all the vitals are so well, yeah. far forward. They're, far, they're so far forward. And then it's got like two steel plates on exactly. either side of his shoulder. Exactly. <laughs> Their freaking shoulder blade is massive. Dude, and yeah. that thing's like three quarters of an inch thick yeah. on a adolescent bull. Like they're, yeah. I mean, they're well, because that's how they fight each other. Yeah, freaking go and bash their heads against their each other's they're, sides, they're just like t boning each other. All you day. think an axis is skittish? <laughs> Dude, they crazy. Oh, it's gonna be. They it's can, gonna be a lot tougher though. A lot, lot tougher. Tate and I were talking about this for for a little bit with the situation down there on the border right now, trying to stalk. Oh an yeah, guy, you'll be yeah. Full drawing a nil guy, and then and here like, comes oh, old. Shit, there's ten people walking. Yeah, across. here comes Javi. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. That's going to be crazy. But yeah. A lot of archery, though. But yes, deer season will be in. I think that we probably won't be recording again until you get back. Yeah, we'll definitely. Three, three weeks. Yeah. We'll do I mean, one then and then. Yeah. Get ready for deer season. Just like you guys. I'm, you know, I've, after SoCal, I've got Czech Republic. Then I go to Chicago. Then I go to Holy Outdoor crap. Nationals. Then hopefully do a little hunting and then go to Chile again in November. Dude. Life of a target archer, and it's only going to get worse next yeah, year. Ex- yeah, yeah, it's going to be crazy. Next year is yeah, Olympic be, year. You're going to be dying. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be crazy. I, I promised myself I'd take it easy after next year. Yeah, do some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I want. That's what you need to do. Do some fun stuff. And then but. just come out the year prior and flex again and go do it again. Go do it again. <laughs> there you go. Part, part-time professional archer. There you go. Yeah, part-time professional. There you go. All right, folks. We appreciate you listening. Tate, thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, no problem. Have you on for elk season. We'll do a we'll do one over the he knows how to do all the Skype stuff and all that crap. That'd be cool. Because you killed you got some cool elk stories. I want to hear the rest of them. So I can't, Tate I can't give me, all my trades. Well, he showed me his picture of their trophy room. Dude, you killed some bulls, you and your dad. I mean, they've got a badass trophy room. There's some giant probably, bulls in you there. You guys probably kill elk like we kill axes. Kinda, probably. Yeah. I finally oh, got to add that. one that's like worthy of the wall. Yeah, that one's a hammer. Um that one all the other cool. ones I've killed have been they've been all decent bulls, but like I've never killed I never killed anything like big big until this year like this year yeah. was the first big bull i've killed you so. still get and you're still after that 400 right oh yeah that'll that's be the a, goal that's like a i think everybody's yeah that's like everybody's 200 that's, inch white tail that's, 200 200 inch white tail. that's your great exactly that's like yeah so mine that's the unicorn my unicorn dreams yeah, of. my unicorn's not the four it's the i want the 300 plus five 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 pointer that's hard for a, i mean hunt in public I don't. You see, three hundred inch five by fives. Those things look ugly. No, they're cool, dude. I mean, a big a big five is cool. It's kind of like, like a hundred eighty inch eight pointer. Yeah. yeah, that's like impossible. I've I've seen some big fives. I've seen, really, I saw one five one time that was probably shit. He was three thirty. Big no, bigger than that. He's like three fifty, three sixty. Are you kidding me? It was a giant. I'd have hunted that bull until I was dead. I mean, I'd do anything to kill a bull that big. Seriously. Oh yeah. A three fifty five point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a mo- he his was beams. A monster. Had, I mean, his fours had to be just ginormous. I mean, he had a frame his to splits. be. He had a frame to be a three eighty, three ninety. He just didn't grow fives. That's like a twenty five pound bass, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No kidding. All right, folks, we appreciate it. We're gonna go. I gotta go to the bathroom. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys later. <laughs>